Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash cultural stew. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast, coming to you from the Goat Factory Media Entertainment Studios. We are your cultural media recommendation podcast, giving you our take on what we think is worth carving your time out for, and also what we think you can pass on and maybe go cut that lawn instead. Warning, we use adult language, and there may be spoilers ahead. Hello and welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast, episode 33, 32. 32. 32 for the week of April 28th, 2019. My name is Ron Herkins Jr. I am here with Anthony Carter, Valerie Vidmar, and a special guest today. Hey, I'm James Carter. I'm Anthony's older brother. Uh, me and Anthony have a little history of uh, watching films together. I think they kind of developed uh, together. I remember watching, uh, what was it, Big Trouble in Little China? Yes. That was one of our, yes. one of our guilty pleasures. Over back then. and over and over again. Howard the Duck was another one. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Howard the Duck was another one. What else was there back then? I think Howard the Duck is probably the worst reviewed superhero film. It was pretty bad. But it was good to watch over yes. and over and over again. Yes. We uh, memorized the... Uh, entire film yes we did still to this day i can still recall some of the lines there um teenage mutant ninja turtles was another one first one not the other two yes so there's there's some pretty classic uh bad bad movies (laughs) that we were uh we were pretty into that we kind of still hold near and dear there well dad did that a lot too dad would buy movies from or rent movies from wegmans a lot so we had a lot of VHS around the house. He would just watch anything, and then if he wasn't watching it, we were watching it. So, Large collection of VHS he had, along with the, uh, we used to dub the movies. Yes. That was a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I think I've done that a couple times. The Star Wars uh, dub, that was my... Uh, that was his thing. That was my go-to. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back. What was your best dub? Oh. <sighs> I would, uh, Empire Strikes Back, probably. Yeah, okay. yeah, I just watched that until it broke pretty much. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Um, hopefully you'll uh, find it entertaining or at least entertain us. <laughs> um, today's docket, we're going to go through and discuss uh, some of the news in the media world. We're going to go through some of the new trailers that came out. Uh, go back and review our queue in, into our recommendation list and then preview what our stew is going to be and reach into our grab bag of what's new and what's interesting. So what's new in the media world? Well, first thing is San Clear's diet is not coming back. Hmm. But they ended well. Did you catch up on it? I did catch up on it. I'm a little sad that it's not coming back because I really like Timothy, but right. at least I'll get to see Timothy in um, the Deadwood. Deadwood. Yes. Um, but, you know... To actually see him doing a comedy role, I think I've said this like 15 times so far. It's just he plays plays good comedy. He, comedy bounces off him very well in that show, and it's just been entertaining to watch. And it's just such a weird show that it doesn't really fit. You know, there's very few things that fit. I think iZombie might be the only other right. show that's in that category. And But uh, one of the news things that I picked up out of this is that this is probably going to be the way that Netflix goes in the future okay. is that anything that's a Netflix original is going to get three years. Mm. And then that's going to be the life cycle because they it's the royalty, the back ends on the royalties mount up too much after three years so that they it becomes unprofitable for them to continue it. Um, so that kind of says something about the whole Marvel cancellation as well. Um, that, yeah, we know that part of it's going into the Disney world, but the fact that they cut them off before they went after three years and then you're going to have to pay these huge royalties um, back into the line with an expensive property like that. Um, but it definitely changes the outlook of what originals they're going to put out on Netflix. Mm. 
to think of three-year stories and how they're going to feed that. How do you feel about that? Um, five years is more of my line of like what I think is a good like if series. Really, if, if it's still going well. If, it, if it's a good, I haven't found many shows that lasted well over five years. Even if they have a good storyline, if they go past five years, they seem to have this very lull and then maybe they'll have a good seventh year. But I feel like five allows for people to tell a really good story. And you look at the stuff like, you know, I think Breaking Bad, you know, kind of is in that same vein. Like a lot of stuff on the AMC, they kind of gave you like five seasons to seven seasons. And they've been kind of toying with that. To do a three-year thing, well. It's short. It's short. They've already shortened the seasons from, you know, they were doing 15 seasons or 15 episodes. Now they were in 13 episodes and they're doing down to eight. So if you're talking eight episodes for three seasons, 21 episode, one hour shows, if you're not a comedy, that could be a very tight story. Kiefer Sutherland couldn't even make make it through a day. (laughs) I mean, we would be, the cliffhanger would be crazy. Yeah. Is he going to hit the button? Is he going to cut the red wire or the green wire? And that's it. And then, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, I, th- I think the the whole streaming world in general is going to change this year drastically. You've got Disney coming on board. You've got Apple TV coming on board all before the end of this year. Um, Hulu now being owned by Disney changes that makeup a little bit. Um, I don't know. It, you know. Netflix has got to do something, and this might be their thing is to, to make themselves have a future is to cut back on how long they do the stories without having to pay people on the back end. I think three to five years is kind of like the sweet spot for me. I would rather a show, just me, my personal preference, uh, I would rather a show kind of end before it got bad. Right. (laughs) And I think a lot of them overstay. A lot of them overstay their welcome, kind of, and the story kind of runs dry. I can see that happening with The Walking Dead now. They already had their own pacing issues, as far as I was concerned anyways, but... Now I think they lost a lot of their, a lot of the appeal of the show. Um, I think going into it as a fan too to say, hey, we know you're going to get three years out of this. Mm-hmm. Make it a really good three years yes. instead of like, oh, they had a really good first year. Are they going to be coming back for a second year? Are they going to be coming back for a third year? Like you know, yeah. when you're looking at something like Timeless, you're like, Timeless. yeah, oh, they're really going to have another year. I think that works good for the writers because at least you know you got three years. Instead of, you know, doing the first year and then kind of being up in the air about if you're going to get renewed or not. So if you know that you have guaranteed three years to tell your story, I think that probably work out better for a writer. Yeah, and you're, I don't think you're you're left with this whole like, oh, well, that show is just left on a major hif- cliffhanger. Yes. Will this ever get resolved? And then, yeah. So I get attached to characters. So three Seasons is rough on me. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, we're, we're only talking about Netflix, right? Right now, I know. so, I mean, but it might set the groundwork for the other streaming going forward. Is like, hey, maybe we'll do the three to five year thing and be done with it. But what else we got here? Okay, well, since I talked about. Danny Boyle's yesterday Beatles film that drove me nuts when I saw the trailer uh, last month or weeks ago. Yeah, it was. Because um, it just, the idea of it just makes me want to throw up. Um, so I'm reading it about the fact that uh, it's very closely similar to a BBC 90 show called Good night, sweetheart, which I had never heard of. But then when I read, like when you read the the premise to mm-hmm. both. So Boyle's film has him, a guy who's in an accident. He wakes up to find out that the Beatles never existed and he passes off their music as his own and he becomes famous, blah, 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 blah. And then we have Good Night, Sweetheart that um, is about a man who kind of finds a traveling travel time travel portal and he goes back into the 40s um, 
and Maze ta- makes today's, I'm using air quotations, so I can see that, today's top music of the 60s by particularly um, dealing with Beatles songs. And that's how he starts um, making money, etc. So I feel like they are a little similar. I don't know, kind of annoying to me, but I read about that and so I thought, I felt a little bit still more annoyed. Well, here's the thing. A lot of Hollywood and um, BBC is copycat, so everything's recycled. There's nothing new under the sun, unfortunately. This is why we're getting Disney remakes, live-action, quotation marks, on remakes, because Disney doesn't want to do anything new. They already know they have money in the Disney property, so let's make them all realistic. It's not like this guy didn't know. He's BBC, the writer of I'm sure Boyle knew what he was doing. I'm sure everyone knew. They did not comment probably legally not allowed to whatever yeah uh the only news that i saw is um was it cinema uh which was the one of the rivals to like movie pass that was out there <laughs> they folded um i still can't believe movie pass is still out there but yeah are they making money movie pass i have no clue i mean they they took so much money from investors then they burned through that and then they took money from the customers and burned through that. Then they got more money from investors, and I think they burned through that. Are you going back? No. No. Never. No. Okay. Um, I've been fine with the AMC thing. I only wish that our like IMAX was an AMC IMAX so that it could use it there. Right. Um, but it's not. Yeah. I've, it's a Cinemark. I'm a Cinemark person. Yeah. But say like with the AMC, I, get, it's, I can do three movies a week. I can't do that anyway. But I still get 20, 20% off of concessions, which helps with you know, kids yeah. who have to buy them anyway on their own. It's been a light <laughs> beginning of the year. So, you know, I'm kind of breaking even with them every month for the last three months. Okay. But, you know, we're getting into summer and summer is going to be putting out like, you know, you're going to have three movies come out in a week that you can't watch them all. So you watch one a week. Um, kind of thing. I do Fandango too, because Fandango you can. So I kind of, um, Cinemark has its own deal, mm-hmm. and then Fandango has its own deal. But I haven't done stops. Thought to compare. Anything else in the news in the media world? I had nothing right now. Um, superhero back alley, Avengers Endgame came out. You saw it. I saw it. I read it. Did you see it? I'm supposed to go see it uh, when I leave here, actually. Okay. I well, we won't say anything about it. And you... I read it. it. So, yeah, we're going to figure out a time to talk about that. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. So you're not going to talk but, about it? No. No. Too fresh. This is the this is one I'll, I will make an exception about. I see. There's exceptions now. This is... This is, what, 21 movies in? This is the last film in 21 movies? It's like somebody walking up to the Game of Thrones and handing you a Game of Thrones script and saying, here's the ending. I could care less. But somebody <laughs> in the world cares. Right. <laughs> and I, I, you know, off of that comment, I have to say it's one of the things that's been annoying me the most is like people saying I could care less about a certain property or something because there's things that they follow that I could care less about, Does but me? doesn't make it right. any less important to you no. or that person. No. Um, so... I mean, there's many people in the world that this effects. involves and affects. And, you know, I think of 21 movies, 10 years worth. My Riley was two years old when we went to the first movie. It just came out. It was Iron Man. Days ago. Right? It came out yeah, Thursday, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's 10 years of investment in right. films. Yeah, that's and for a lot of people that you know, this might have been their only introduction into uh, superhero films or or Marvel plus all movies. the people like my family by Kansas who have gone through every single show and then they have skipped to this show, then they have to go back to the show so that they go in chronological order. Yeah, that's a lot of work. It so, happens. It's dedication. It is. But it's just it's one of the things I've been seeing online like lately is the dismissiveness of it and it's like, oh, I could care less about that stuff. And it's like, well, there's stuff in your life that 
you know, we could say the same thing about, but it's highly important to you. I'm not pointing out you in general. I'm just saying that common in general. I've seen everywhere Sorry. over the last like two we were days. talking about Game of Thrones last night at a party. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, can you even say if you liked it or not, or you don't even want to say that? I loved it. Okay, good. You know, I, I don't cry during movies, and I've cried twice during it, so. Did you put that up on? Yeah. Oh, my question to you is, did you wear a Marvel t-shirt? I had my Captain America one, which has been my, like, go-to for every one for the past five years. Oh, there you go, Kendra. She was just, she was wondering if you were. Yeah, and I think my girl's had something on as well. She's like dressed I, up. I'm like, I don't think you dressed up. I probably don't, wear a t-shirt probably. Yeah, I don't definitely don't go into the full like Cost get up way. gear. But there was people walking into the theater as we were leaving. We saw it at the 640 and we were walking out. And so it was like 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and they were all walking in with full gear. And I was like, <laughs> I, and the first thing my wife looks at me, she's like, how do you sit for that long with that stuff on? It's a legit three hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it. It's three hours plus the previews, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like so you did, so there was an intermission. No, no, no intermission. Um, the funniest thing that I've I've been seeing online this week was like when to take a pee during Avengers. Yeah. I'm just like, get a better bladder. <laughs> don't <laughs> drink as much. Starts, maybe I mean go yeah. right before it starts, but don't. I've never looked at like three hours as being something I can't sit right. through and not have to go to a bathroom Titanic but did. I'm also the person who like last week we drove from Cleveland to or Rochester to Cleveland and Cleveland and Rochester in one sitting I'm just like I don't need to stop and Jason's you know, done that but I've done that actually so alright all right. so that was our short superhero it was supposed to be short <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, new trailers out what do we got um, let's see like we got a couple uh, new ones yeah well, not new. They're not new, new. But um, let's see here. Uh, Murder Mystery is out on Netflix soon. Um, that's Adam Sandler's and Jennifer Aniston's new feature. It's supposed to be special agency kind of. It looks amusing. Probably won't want to watch. I I probably won't watch it willingly. Grace will probably want to watch it. So um, that's corny, and that's Adam Sandler's middle name. Yeah, you pretty much know what you're gonna get with him, though, right? Right. At this point, actually, no, not really. Punchdrunk Love. That was an I think this m- might be his last one with Netflix. That was his contract. Okay. I think he had four or five films that he was supposed to, he was contracted with Netflix. Okay. I didn't even know he had. Yeah, it started with the Cobbler one. Ugh. That one was like really, really bad. Never heard of it. And then he had the stand-up special. Mm-hmm. And then there was. Got the one with him and Chris Rock, right? About the yep. wedding? Yep, the wedding one. Yeah. And this one. And I feel like there's supposed to be one more in hmm. there. He's shooting one in New York City right now, actually. So this is a funny? It's a funny. Okay. I find it corny, but, you know. Um, We also have 21 Bridges, which is a remake with the producers of Marvel films. The Russo brothers are producing it with Chadwick. Uh, Do you know who that is, Valerie? No. Um, Black Panther. Oh. So 21 Bridges, in short, is a remake of the original film about a detective who is trying to stop a psycho mass murderer from leaving the... uh, it looks good. Burrow. It does. Even my oh. daughter turned to me. She's like, I want to see that. I'll see it. This so, is in theaters? It will be soon. The, okay, so the first trailer came out on Thursday okay. with uh, Avengers. So it looked great. Uh, we got Gemini Man, Man with Will Smith and Will Smith. So <laughs> This is not a, um, there was a Gemini Man book. That I don't it know. It could be based on it. I'm not sure. Not sure. I just know Will. I only caught the trailer and, yeah. Did young, it look good? Young Will versus old Will. They're using, like, CGI technology to their advantage, yeah. I guess. Mm. It was odd. Yeah. He almost looked like the Will from uh, Muhammad Ali, though. Yes, mm-hmm. I was going to say that. I, yeah. I noticed that, too. So. But I'll probably see it. I'm not sure yet. I don't. I mean, I'm not really all on Will like that. I mean, he's you know Either. Aladdin, but I'm like, eh, no. It won't be at the top of my list uh, if I, you know, happen to find myself <laughs> with nothing else to do. Uh, I might check it out. But I used to be a huge fan. Yeah, me too. I, it almost it for some reason I thought it almost looked like it was going to be a spinoff of I Am Legend. It looks very similar to that, <laughs> but then it just like kind of veered off I'm like 
Oh, well, that was little <laughs> much. Yeah. And my last one, I have Mary Magdalene, which is Joaquin Phoenix and Rooney Mara, with Rooney Mara playing Mary Magdalene. So this is not a religious film, they say. It's just a factual biopic on Mary Magdalene's life and her love for Jesus. So, so yeah, Joaquin's made a big stir because he refused to put mud in a woman's eye to heal her blindness, as was described in the Gospels. So he just, you know, spit on his finger and rubbed her eye instead. Because he didn't understand why someone would take mud from the ground and spit on it and rub it in the person's eye. It's just little things like that that makes Joaquin interesting. <laughs> so... Yeah. Because yeah. the script called for it. Yeah, he's Joaquin. He can do whatever he wants. He's Joker. So he just does his little. Yeah. I have to, I, you know, I have to say it. But that's me. That's Joaquin, my trailer. Your leaf once. Let's remember. Still is. He still is. He is still. I'm just thinking. I don't know. I don't know if he's like somebody that can just do whatever he wants and it's okay. Yeah. He pretty much can. He can? Yeah. It appears that way. Oh, okay. That's what I got in the trailers for me. So, cool. Um, so we had a couple little crossover there. Uh, the other ones that came out that I saw this week were um, superhero ones. Piss her off again. Um, it does not piss me off. Uh, Swamp Thing. DC. Did it look good? I didn't see it, but did it look good? It looks interesting. I mean, it's got James Bond is behind it, so okay. it's got a very horror feel to it. I okay. mean, it was dark enough that like. Emma, my oldest, was like, oh, no, I'm not watching this, and, like, walked out of the room. Um, And then, uh, so, yeah, I don't know where they're going to go with that one, but that one's end of May, beginning of June. That's a superhero one? Yeah, so DC Universe um, is doing a whole bunch of um, comic series. So the one, they just did Titans. The one that's up there right now is Doom Patrol, which I think has three more episodes left so we're almost done with that one which is a quirky one mm-hmm. and then once that ends these uh swamp thing will be something always been a yes the, one of the original creatures isn't it like the frankenstein monster swamp yeah i was thinking that swamp thing they're not was... really the same but kind of similar i mean the swamp thing i know has been part of the dc universe for a while oh. i don't know his whole background I'm more of a I'm more of a Marvel in and out with a little bit of DC mixed in. I'm get, I just got confused with creature of <laughs> Black Lagoon. Yeah, I did. Kinda, I mean, they're based well, on there's the creature of the Black Lagoon. There's Swamp Thing. There's the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> you know, they're, they're now you're so saying close. the creature of the Black Lagoon is also is another. No, no, no. I'm just saying they're similar properties. Oh, okay, I'm, you got my head's about to explode over here. Okay, uh, and then the other one that popped up, um, and I. I didn't know that they were making it. I thought it was going to be on a DC universe as well. Was Pennyworth, um, which is Alfred, uh, Batman's butler. Uh-huh. Needed. Um, it's, I love Alfred. I do. But I thought it was going to be being done by DC universe. It's actually being done by epics. Do we know who Pennyworth is being played by? I mm-hmm. have no clue. It, but I didn't recognize anybody in the trailer. It just, no. it was, it just took Alfred and made him basically look like a James Bond-esque character. So he was supposed to, well, kind of what they've been hinting at in comics. Um, and you meet you know, also Bruce's uh, father okay. is in it as well. Oh, that's so interesting. And mm. I'll probably watch it. I have Epic, so <laughs> okay. I mean, it's there. I'll give it a go. Hmm. Um, so that and then a bunch of other ones got longer trailers. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah what they were but there was a bunch of newer newer trailers that were just things we've already talked about they just kind of got their final trailers out so with that roll into uh q interview tony you're up so um i watched a whole bunch of things and that are not all we're talking about so um i did watch um working moms unicorn store and rami they were uh, unicorn you store. You watched them all. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I was bored. So, um, <laughs> it's just I'm going to talk about Rami more specifically. Um, but right now, working moms, I think, is good for anyone who is a mother or a father or just a parent or someone who needs to understand where um, moms come from. That kind of angst and whatnot. Um, I tried to watch more, but didn't really have time because you know work and children wrangling and all that fun stuff. 
you want me to go into Rami's uh, recommendation, talk about that specifically? Or yeah. you, okay, so Rami is uh, interesting. Uh, Hulu had a whole bunch of commercials on YouTube, like in my face constantly. And Rami is the story of a uh, Muslim guy from Jersey, which when you say Jersey to me, immediately my brain goes, eh, no. But Rami is interesting in a way where it's like a millennial Muslim man who's torn between his Egyptian heritage and Islam and being an American citizen and how those two play out. It's kind of weird because um, he's kind of my age. So 9-11 happens and they talk about that a little bit and it's very interesting how um, it's it's a comedy, yes, but it's not like your typical ha-ha-ha. It's very observational. And I, I I guess I like I was drawn to it because it's more a slice of life, more realistic. I mean, we and we've never really seen a, like, I have a lot of friends who are Jewish who are culturally Jewish, even though they are Jewish. So this is a guy who is, you know, Muslim and who actually tries to adhere to Islam's scriptures or rules, even though he's having premarital sex all the time and masturbation constantly. And after women, he still has this certain things he won't do. And he's trying to better himself. And the first two episodes are he, his parents are asking him to find a woman to get married because he has kind of an interesting, weird, not really serious job. Second episode, he's trying to find a new job. So it's struggles that millennials are struggling with. And he has his religion attitude too. So he's always drawn to American women, even though he's not supposed to culturally, but he's still drawn to them. And every time he's with one, his best friends are kind of joshing him about it. But it's something always, there's always a, a block in his way. Either it's Ramadan or it's they want to do drugs. And that's one line he won't cross is doing drugs or doing alcohol. And even in the first episode, they mentioned that, you know, she said, oh, well, I thought you were, you were drunk. He said, no, I never drank. He said, well, you got, bought beer and alcohol for everyone at the bar. He said, I had a Coke. So it's stuff like that that you're like, he has his own convictions, but still slides. And I guess it, for me, I would recommend it to everyone because it's interesting seeing a real portrayal of a Muslim on screen versus a stereotypical, like, and I hate it to say it, but they're always either terrorists or the butt of jokes. So this is a real person fleshed out, and the, the guy who created it, you know, uh, Rami Hussain, is actually a real person, a real comic who has real feelings. And again, you see, my favorite episode so far is episode three, I think, where there is a flashback. You see how he met his friends, you see him during 9-11, you see how he developed who he is and how he became who he is. And adult Rami's not even an episode, it's all him as a, you know, teenager, young teen, I'd say 13 years old. So Rami is on Hulu. Um... I just got Hulu recently just for watching this episode, this series, I'm sorry, and I would recommend it full-heartedly. Yeah. Valerie. Okay, so <clears throat> I, this week was a little lost on me, but I did finish up The Widow, which, mm, okay, I will say that uh, it is... That's the one with Kate Beckinsale. Right? Yeah, it's with Kate Amazon. Beckinsale. It's Georgia Wells, I guess you would say her name is. But um, and she believes her husband, Will, was killed in a plane crash in the Congo three years ago. And then we find out that's false, etc. She goes to the Congo to find him. And, you know, we have a little mystery here. So it's eight episodes they're up and down. I liked the first few episodes more than I liked the last few. I think we definitely did a nose dive. That's nice pun there. Anyway, um, but I think that it was, uh, it looked like a large budget for something that was kind of okay-ish. But if you like Kate and you want to be entertained for a little bit, that's fine. And it's only eight episodes, but they're long because they were um, made for Netflix. Kate's in Underworld, correct? Is that the same Kate Beckinsale I'm thinking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's been a lot. She was in Pearl Harbor, uh, Underworld. <laughs> is that, does that do that right? No Angels. I believe it's. Okay. Or is it Prime Video? It's on Prime Video. It's on Prime Video. Yeah. So they're. A good hour. Um, so I would, I'm keeping this short 
just because I feel like if you want an adventure in the Congo and you want to find out what happens with her husband and, uh, you know, uh, another plane crash, then go for it. And if you don't, then watch something else. So what led you to choose that one? Um, was it the banner that was constantly <laughs> up at the top or? Kind of. I mean, and I thought, okay, we have a, it looked interesting enough to start, if that makes any sense. So I started it and I thought, oh, okay. I just kept going with it. And then thought, well, okay, I will finish it out. But I, it wasn't that it kept me. So we have to mark this down in history that you didn't turn it off. You actually finished it out despite not. Wow. I finished, but it was only eight episodes, thank God. <laughs> because if it would have been longer, we would have... Um, but you, guess what, kids? They they did it so that uh, they could pick up another season if they wanted to. So, yeah, The Widow could be another. I mean, it shows up again. Hmm. I like Kate in Underworld. I don't know. I liked Underworld back in the day. Which one? All of it or just the first one? Uh, I think I only saw the first one. Okay. So I liked the first one. The but. first two were okay. I think that after that kind of started going downhill a little quickly. Kind of, I like the franchise, but I just feel the first two did more for me. I started Hannah, but that's all I have to say about that. Is I started it. Okay. Yeah, I'm still um two episodes in on Hannah. I just haven't. There's just been so much that came on within the last three weeks that I just haven't gotten back to it. And uh, Emma was actually liking the the, <laughs> the series, so we're, I'm waiting until like. I can make sure that there's nothing in the series that's kind of questionable. But so, she's at least old enough right now. She understands all that stuff. Yeah. So mine's safe for rainy day. Mine's short and sweet. Yeah. Your turn. Uh-huh, mine. Okay. Um, so I originally thought that I had really hadn't seen anything, but apparently I did see a lot <laughs> of stuff within the first week, but we're delayed here a week. So um, it just feels like I hadn't seen anything because like the last week and a half, I really haven't. Nothing's been on there. Um, but I did finish up Santa Clarita Diet Season 3. Liked it. Enjoyed it. Sad it's not coming back. Go watch it if that's your kind of comedy. Um, we finished up Tick Season 2. Um, just as good as Tick Season 1. It's kind of that little bit of nostalgia back to the 90s with the original Tick. Um, uh, that's David Putty. What's his name? Warburton, right? Well, that was, Patrick Warburton was in the original oh, you series. You mean the cartoon? Yes. Okay. But I think he, I think he voiced the original okay. live series one too, but it's been a while since I've seen that one. But the new one is, okay. if it works. Um, did not catch any of Game of Thrones, so I can't put that on my yes or no on the recommendation list. Uh, I just said about Hannah. Um, I did watch uh, Highwaymen that just came on Netflix with Kevin Costner uh, and uh, Woody Harrelson. Good. Um, it was okay. I mean, it was one of those things I wish it was longer. Like okay. maybe they could have made like a three episode series out of it. Okay. Kind of thing. Um, it just kind of, it. the timing on this was weird because I uh, just photographed a show over at Nazareth and their show is Bonnie and Clyde the Musical. Good times. And it w- this literally premiered two days before that. Okay. And so I watched it and I'm just like, you know, it was actually a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, the, let's see, Avengers Endgame, saw that. Uh, Hellboy. Um Wait for it to come on <laughs> on TV or DVD. I saw that too. It, it's good enough, but I don't think it's good enough to run out to go see it in theaters kind of thing. I like the last version. Ron? I, I, I like it. Better. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's hard to... Perlman is yeah. so perfect in that role. Um, But yeah, I just... Mm-hmm. There are some weird things in the movie. Okay. It just It's like... If you like if you like action stuff that you want to watch, then just save it for home. But it's not worth paying a movie ticket to go out and see it. Um, so what I want to talk about is one that I've kind of talked about a little bit before, just in passing. Um, it's kind of a a little gem that I found on Amazon Prime is Bosch. Um, they just premiered their season five. 
Um, and I just, every time this comes on, I've stopped everything else that I'm watching and gone and watched it. And it's just, it's paid off every time that I've, I've enjoyed the series from the beginning. Okay. Um, Bosch is a, a crime drama based on, um, the story of Harry Bosch, um, an LAD, LAPD robbery and homicide division detective, um, played by Titus Welliver. And Titus is one of those character actors that no matter what he's in, for some reason, I'm drawn to like pay attention to his character and whatever he's done. And I can't name you off anything else he's done because he's so ingrained with the Harry Bosch character in my mind. Um, but you've got Lance Reddick, um, in the series as well. Um, who plays his, um, I forgot the actual uh, title of what his character is. Um, and then his partner, uh, Jamie Hector, who plays Jerry Edgar, um, are some of the key like standouts to me. And then uh, Amy Aquino, who plays the Lieutenant uh, Grace. But, you know, they just came out with season five. Uh, the past seasons have dealt with like Harry unraveling the mystery of his mother, who was a prostitute and who killed her and unraveling like the big conspiracy to hide up um, who was behind that. Um, And I kind of felt that because they had wrapped that up, I thought they were going to end the season. I thought they were going to end the show with season four, but they found a way to to keep moving on with season five. I'm very happy with that. Um, This season has dealt with um, basically the opiate crisis, you know, dealing with um, trying to, to go behind the scenes and figure out um, what's supplying the opioid crisis and uh, his uh, his daughter's interest in taking on uh, the detective uh, profession. And but I've enjoyed it. I highly recommend it um, if you have time. They're like forty five minute episodes, which was really weird to me. I had to like double check that what I was seeing was like yeah, they're forty five minute episodes. Yeah. They're ten episodes per season. So they fly by quickly. Um, they fly by quickly, but they're slow. Okay, that, it, it's like a it's like a long slow burn altogether. <laughs> okay, um, so there's not a lot of action. It's just story and character, just driving it forward, and just ripping off layers left and right as to like you know what's going on here, what's going on here. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm drawn to Titus Wallover's character and the way he plays at Harry Bosch. He's a flawed character. He's not perfect. Um he's just fun to watch. Okay. So hmm. anything you've watched? Uh I've watched a few things actually. Um I finished watching Hannah. Um I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um it kinda you know, it had some pretty good uh, fight sequences, and then at times it got kind of kiddy, but I think it kind of wanted to show, you know, the um, that she that the main the main character was still like a young girl. So I think they did a good job. They didn't go too far with that. They just kept kept it there to remind you that she was still like a young girl, but she was like. Uh, an assassin at the same time. So that was pretty cool. Um, I liked Star Trek Discovery, actually. It's, it's not really... It didn't put me um, in the mind of any of the other um, iterations of Star Trek. It was kind of more... It seemed like it was focused more on the action to me than... The other, the older Star Treks tended to be more about uh, statements or uh, satires or yeah, looting something. Yes, but this one is very like techy. It's a lot, lot of theoretical science type of things. I'm kind of into that kind of stuff. So I think if you're into into that kind of stuff, it'd be pretty cool. Um, so that just ended. And I started watching um, this show on Cinemax. I think it's supposed to be loosely based on the story of Bruce Lee. Okay. Uh, Ninja War- Warrior. Warrior. Yeah, Warrior is what it's called. Warrior yeah. is called. So I, I watched a few episodes of that. That's, you know, 
it's it's hard for me to kind of gauge some of these shows because like you know how sometimes you go into a show with very low expectations and then it surpasses and you're like oh that's pretty good and really it's not really it's probably <laughs> mediocre. Um, I think that's where that show falls falls for me. Um, so um, yeah, I've been watching that and uh, let me think. Is there anything else? Like I said, I seen Hellboy. That was kind of underwhelming for me as well. Um, you know, I think that when you do a reboot, you know, it's a lot of pressure to kind of... It's That still feels kind of recent for me. Right. And I, I felt like they were just trying to overcompensate, overdo yeah. something. It's like they reached way too overboard on some of the things. They're like, why, why go all in? <laughs> It's, it's almost like because, you know, with the success of uh, um, uh, Deadpool, they were like, you know what, let's let's go back and do this right. Let's make a rated R version. Let's, you know, make it a little bit more gruesome and gory. And I think they kind of tried to it's, approach it from that angle. It felt like I walked into somebody's house and they were playing death metal. <laughs> I can see that. I mean, it's like somebody's death metal interpretation of Hellboy. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. just was like so off the walls that sometimes I'm just like, why? Yeah. I mean, it was gory as hell. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at how gory, like, for, it's like, I don't even, like, know of any other superhero. Even, like, Deadpool didn't seem that over the top, like, in your face, like, yeah, we're just going to show this completely disseminating, like the head completely right. blowing. It's like, well, he had a, uh, James had an issue with Spawn when it first came out. You were like in love with that movie. You would watch that over and over and over again. Spawn is horrible, and you kept talking about it though. But you kept watching it over and over again. You made me watch it with you over again. And then the cartoon came out, and you forgot about the movie. And then we were all about the comics and the HBO series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. as soon as the movie was out of your way and the cartoon came out, you're like, okay, this is so much better, but he's still longing for an appropriate adaptation of Spawn. They're, they're doing it. They're, yeah. It's in production. I've heard, so I've heard. We'll see what that comes out like. Yeah. Expectations All I've heard is Ma- McFarlane has said that they're doing it right. <laughs> okay. What that means? <laughs> no, I mean, it, it means he acknowledges that they did it wrong the last time. So, so all right. Well, thank you. Um, all right, let's reach into our grab bag here and fly through some of the stuff that's new. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I would say that for some of uh, the books that are coming out, um, this is a little bit later, but to get it on your radar, stay sexy and don't get murdered. Um, <laughs> this is with Karen and um, Georgia who do the uh, pod, <laughs> the podcast. Uh, my favorite murder. So their book is coming out soon, and Stephen King's coming up with one, but it's going to be later in the summer. Uh, next week, May like May thirteenth week. Um, if you're a fan, Howard Stern has got one coming out, and then Dean Koontz, The Night Widow. A lot of people like Dean Koontz. I have never read everything. Is I guess it's supposed to say fucked. Everything is fucked. A book of hope, a book about hope. Those books have been selling really well, but that's coming out next week. And so that's what I have for books. And then uh, what do I have for? What's what's new in the albums? theaters that we haven't talked about here? Are we talking about Broadway theaters or are we talking about cinematic? It doesn't matter. Let's do one at a time. Right. We can handle <laughs> my stake with cinema for right now. Yeah, what's yeah. new in cinema? Okay. Um, let's see here. Give me a second. I've been more focused on theater because cinema is kind of hitting a quiet moment because Endgame came out, so not a lot was pushed out the last couple of weeks. But... Ugly Dolls. Ugly Dolls? Ugly Dolls is... I didn't realize that the Ugly Doll has been around since 2001. Yeah. I did not know that. Um, that was new to me. But the Ugly Dolls, the movie... I watched the preview and it looked like I actually sort of had a good... And that comes out this week, right? Yeah, May 3rd. May 3rd. It looked like it had a uh, good premise to it. We'll see. Hopefully 
but it has a star studded <laughs> voices and uh a original soundtrack with Kelly Clarkson and Nick Jonas and you know Blake Shelton Pitbull I don't know who I probably should know her Janelle Monáe. Yeah. Yeah. Who is she? You, you'd, uh, I can't even say the song. You'd, you'd know her voice though. Okay. So that's the one I had that was coming out. And then I didn't put Long Shot on here. What is Long Shot about? Do you know? No, I didn't put it on here. Okay. <laughs> yes, I did. Did I? <laughs> well, I, I didn't. I did. That's what I asked you. So. Long, oh, Long Shot. Yeah, that's the one with um, Charlize Theron and the guy who always gets these roles that are... Is that the assassin one? No, that she is she is um, Secretary of State and they want her to run for president. And um, it has the guy who's kind of... He always comes off as goofish. South Rogan? Yes. You mean Charlize Theron? Okay. What did I say? Did oh. I not say Charlize Theron? I didn't hear Charlize Theron. I thought, yeah, I heard you say Charlize. Okay, and then, yeah, and it has Seth Rogen, um, and she used to babysit him when he was little. And so then they kind of, he's a writer. He's a writer. <laughs> he's a writer, so he um, she has him follow him around and then ends up seemingly to be a... Mm, romantic comedy. We'll find out, but it's coming out for people that like Seth. A lot of people do and like Charlie's and it's doing pretty well, but uh, yeah, it's coming out soon. Um, May 10th, we've got Pokemon for those interested. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, everything else is kind of not really on my kind of radar. Um, we do have one that's coming on limited release to theaters, but coming on um, Netflix the same day, and that is extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Uh, the chick um, oh, sorry. that comes out on May third. That's the what chick. Harry the, Potter or something else? No, no, the one. Uh, no, that that's the one that's based this on is Ted, Ted Bundy. Bundy. Oh, with so. Zac Efron on it. And the daughter of Phil Collins, Lily Collins. Lily Collins, yeah. And she actually tried out to be in the, um, there was a movie, there wasn't something else that had to do with uh, something that was the same character. She tried out and did not get that part, but she got this one and there was a story that. Uh, Zach Efron said he was about to have an emotional breakdown because he went in, you know, he kind of knew the gist of it. He went in and knew his lines and then she knocked it out of the park and he walked out and thought, what the hell? Like, we're just shooting a day and she's trying to get awards already. And he about flipped. But she's supposed to be very good in it. So, yeah, that uh, I, I, that the, looks interesting. The trailer that I've seen from it, the two that I saw from it, I, I think it looks really good. I, I mean, think so too. It, it it's a disturbing subject, but I th- it's based on the book that she wrote, right? I believe it's based on the book that she wrote, possibly. Um, where she is, uh, I just think for like somebody like Zach Efron, who's extremely talented, but he's kind of been cornerholed since he's been the High School Musical boy and then the goofy boy from like all these. Uh, comedies um for the last five years for him to be put in a role like this i think it might be his turning point much like it was excuse the um comparison here people are going to probably crucify me but the way heath ledger kind of he got shifted um i think it was broke broke back broke back mountain did kind of his his shift and he before that he was doing 10 things i hate about you the, the 10 things i hate about you the night one night tale and night's yeah, tale it was horrible um but Zach Efron has so much ta- talent and depth that I'm hoping that this kind of just like lets him into a different category and takes him away from just being that like pretty boy comedy guy. He's in musicals. 
he's a talented singer. He's a, I he was in you the forget, show. I forgot. You know, like I said, that when Great Showman came out, I forgot how good he can sing. Yeah. You forget that he was the kid from High School Musical, but and he can bounce basketball to a song. Um, with so, a bull haircut. <laughs> yeah. But this whole, the whole this story seems very interesting because it's about a couple, basically, who are in love. And, and uh, mm. it's crazy, but it's true. It'll be, it'll be interesting to watch it after I just watched the uh, Ted Bundy tapes thing on Netflix, which was like the interviews with Ted, which mm. were really just off the wall and demented. You know, like you yeah, realize how disconnected he was with the world. Um, yeah. So, uh, so what else, what else we got new in the streaming world? You said Rami's not Rami's new. This one's not new, which I was a little, I think it's just because it started up with, for one, the ABC murders came out in February, but I didn't see any, it's new enough. I, I kind of was, I was surprised to see it in there. And especially when I saw John Malkovich, I'm like, That's what's well. this Amazon Prime, John Malkovich? And- it's Agatha Christie's The ABC Mur- Murders on Amazon, uh, starring John Malkovich, Rupert Grint, is that correct? And yeah. then Andrew Bouchant. Yeah, just kind of like slid on the radar. And it's directed by the Frankenstein Chronicles yeah. guy. And I like Alex- Frankenstein Chronicles, so... Gabassi, yes. is that how you say his name? I think so. Um, so I watched the first episode, and I, I think it's really well done. Except that I feel like the universe is talking to me because I have been in search for a <laughs> typewriter, and I, I don't know what the deal is. I'm like staying up late trying to find this typewriter, and then boom, the opening credits are this typewriter. You just, want the old school classic i don't i'm not really sure i i want a one on my keyboard i don't need because i used to not have a one they would use the um the lowercase l for a one and so some of the older typewriters don't have a one they start with two on on the top so um you taught me more about typewriters than i think i've ever known (laughs) (laughs) but just started all at once i could hear the typing, and I was just talking to a friend about why I wanted a typewriter and trying to convince Jason as to why. And when I explained myself, he seemed to understand. But so, yeah, we had a big ass typewriter when I was. Oh, that's probably an electric. Type, that's electric. Typewriter. It was electric typewriter, but it was still just like slow as hell and typing it out. And I remember typing out something. I think it was a script. I typed out 30 pages of a script. And mm. I'm like, I'm never typing on this thing again. My hands hurt so much after typing. Just, yeah. <laughs> I thought you would have had one by now. I have one. Sorry. No, Ooh, I... Manual one. <laughs> I don't have one. I bought one. <laughs> I bought one recently, and I shouldn't have. Should I did it without it. doing my... Um, Research and you can't find tape for it anywhere. You should call Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks, yeah. No, sorry. I just, I was Don't ta- call him. Tweet. Take a picture of your hey, Tom, typewriter. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Tweet no, but a he, picture. No, I know which one he loves. And, and he has an entire YouTube video that is him putting on the tape onto his typewriter. He collects them. He also has a Hanks Does he do it on Mr. Rogers' voice? No. <laughs> But should, his whole thing is, this is how you put it on. Tweet him at your typewriter and have him send you one. He'll probably send you tape or tell you I where to go. I, mean, I, don't, I, I, yeah. I don't even really... The president, former president is following you. I'm sure Tom Hanks will send you tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really funny. But so that that looked really... So and then I started watching the second one. It's pretty gruesome. It's TV 14. It's pretty gruesome. So just... FYI, I but I do think it's, I think it's good. So far, I mean, the first episode was really good. Um, I'll have to put it on after Hannah. I think you will like it. There. I think you will like it. Uh, what do we got new on TV? I just saw the discovery of witches. This is going to be on AMC, and it's 
I'm a Sunday night, so it will. It's the premiere on April seventh, and then it will end May twenty sixth. So um, that's pretty cool, actually. But I didn't have anything else because I don't really watch TV. Just MTV. Uh, what joke. else we got new? We got uh, Tootsie. Well, Tootsie on Broadway is nearing its preview end, which means it's going to open officially on Broadway soon. They keep fluctuating on the date, but I think it's in a week or two. Probably the end of this week they should be opening. But so far, everyone loves it. Uh, Santino, Rotana is marvelous. And um, in case you don't know, it is inspired by the original movie Tootsie, which started Dustin Hoffman, Bill Murray, and uh, Jessica Lange. Yes, Jessica Lange. Yeah. Um, and also Daphne Coleman and Gina Davis and a couple of Gina Davis is in there as well I just watched it recently because I Zoe watched it but uh, yeah um, it's not an opera soap opera they're doing now they're doing a musical so he's auditioning and cast in a musical instead which makes sense do we have some of the Hmm? so it's just based on it it's not it's inspired by I mean they say that so they can do what they want to do with it it's the same premise just they switch mediums and I love The movie so much though, it's just gonna be hard it's for me similar. not. It'll be fine. It'll be better than Amelie. So, um, yeah. It'll be fine. I hope so. But people are loving it. My friends saw the preview and enjoyed it a lot, so yeah. My nine year old watched it twice in a matter of days. And then I just showed her Ferris Bueller's day off two days ago. Jason's just finding this out. Well yeah. she loved that too. Actually both girls. A six year old and a nine year old watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I didn't realize that there was so much. I guess there's some cussing in there. Mm-hmm. And I think we've had this discussion when we go going yeah. back to our movies for you. It's just like, how <laughs> my boss oh. like, oh wait a minute, okay, yeah. we know we're not supposed to say yes, mom, yes, mom. Now that I have like a 12 year old and a 14 year old, I'm like, I'm over it. I can't. But it was like before they were both in high school, I was kind of like we're a little bit wary. But I'm just like, you know what? I'm somebody who swears a lot. I just kind of like let loose on that whole like holding myself back five years ago and it's actually been freeing you know <laughs> it's not the most appropriate behavior but at the same time i'm not like making up words to replace words that are swear words i'm just like you know happy. this is how i feel at the time and you know i'm actually a happier person if that makes sense it does they're they're real words you i know? mean there's not there's inappropriate words or inappropriate times but they're they're not bad words yeah there's not. and my my children have more learned the respect of like where you can use them and where you don't use them oh they learned, i learned very early <laughs> on every time i'm about to say it zoe says i know mom i know you know she's like, we're talking about hamilton right i forgot yeah. all right so any other new stuff um, nope. All right. uh, what do we got in Kids Corner there? Okay, Kids Corner is actually a book this time because we just drove from South Carolina and <laughs> Jason drove 90% of the time I, um, and he can't really listen to I know I said books on tape books anything but, audio yeah it over. just it causes him to be but guess what? We had two little kids in the car, so Zoe and I loved this book. It was so fun, and it's it's called um, the Book Scavenger because I had been write, um, reading some books that had to do uh, the, the settings were in bookstores, and so I was looking for things similar to that with kids, and it's for. There's a 12-year-old girl, and her parents decide that they're going to move their family to each of the 50 states so that they can understand all the states. They get, like, an education, so she's always constantly moving. But they moved to San Francisco, um, and that's where her literary idol, Garrison Griswold, the book publisher, and he created an online sensation book scavenger, which is a game where people are uh, hiding books all around the city and country. And you have to use clues to find them through puzzles, etc. This one, the first one, book scavenger happened to 
be centered a little bit. I don't know if the other ones do, but this one's definitely Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, we were sending around. I learned a lot. I mean, it sounds silly, but there's a lot of useful information in this book. And so I said something at the end or like toward toward the end saying, wouldn't it be cool if this was real? And Jason and Zoe, it is real. I said, guys, this is this is a fiction book. This is a kid's book. No, it's real. I looked it up. It's real, folks. Bookscavenger.com. And then you can look it up. There's actually one in Pittsburgh. There's a book in Pittsburgh um, hidden in a park there. And now Zoe wants to start a club where you start hiding books all over Rochester mm. so that it'll start picking up. But they have books all over the United States and they have books uh, around the world. So um, the book is so cool. You have to, when you find it, you have to read the book and then say that you've read it and hide another one. And it's it's really an awesome, I, I really enjoyed the book listening to it. I know that I'm an adult. I really don't care. We had a great time. So yeah, the book, book scavenger, it's, it's an older book. I mean, it's from 2016, but I recommend it. Okay. Anything else in the grab bag? Um, I read a book recently over um, our little brief hiatus. Uh, it's called um, Gun Love by Jennifer Clement. And so briefly, it's about a 14-year-old girl who grew up in a trailer park, but specifically in a um, 94 Mercury car with her mother. So from birth until 14, she was living in the parking lot of a trailer park, surviving the best she could. Her bedroom was the back of her mom's car. She learned how to... Um, Pretty much do everything, bathe, clean, all that stuff and during that time. And she's albino, which you kind of figure out, piece together throughout the whole story. Um, so there's two parts. Part one is kind of room-esque. If you know the movie with Brie Larson, kind of feels that way because you're kind of discovering her world, how she navigates it with her mother and how they love each other and how her mom has these sayings and these expressions. And part two is about her coming of age and her leaving the trailer park and going to foster homes. And I'm not going to say how that happens, but she does. And... How she grows up, and it has um, music. Music is a big, I guess I should say, a tying factor. It That's ties cool. things together. So they mention Selena a lot too, because some of the characters actually idolize Selena. So they go to Corpus Christi, Texas, and visit her gravesite. And the gun is not really that heavy. I mean, I thought it'd be more gun heavy, but it's more just how. Americans are so fascinated by guns and how we have easy access to them, but that's not really like in your face, slamming your face. It's just every so often they have a gun reference or they mention a gun being used. Um, I'm not sure if I would recommend it because it's something that I read and I forgot about it and I read it again and now it sticks with me. So I guess on a rainy day, you have nothing to do. You can read it. It came out last year. I read it because it was on the long list for the Pulitzer Prize for uh, Literature. Did not win. But every year I read the long list to see what may be interesting, and that popped out to me. Okay. Sounds good. Well, um, as you might have noticed, it got a little quiet in here with our guest. Um, my guest had to take off. Um, he had to take out. Yeah. I want to thank him for coming and joining us. Um, so our We next, didn't hear the story. I, we didn't hear our story. It's going to have to on the hand next time. Next time. Um, so our <laughs> do is our next show, and what are we going to be talking about? Well, we'll be briefly talking about um, movie twists, shocks, surprise endings, surprise midpoints, things that just made us a little while and we didn't see that coming during films. Do we seriously have that? Do we have the same idea the same week? I think it was your idea. That shocking twist. Yes. I thought that it, I thought he had just written it out there and I was just like, I thought I saw that. Maybe he wasn't in the room. And then no. all at once, we had the same exact idea the same week. No. That's really funny. You mentioned it. It was easy. So I figured we should do it. You planted the seed and he came back to it and then it's just it's there. Okay. It's so fine. it was your idea. Yeah. So that, that's our stew on our next show next week. So tune in. Um, you can find us at culturalstew.net at Cultural Student on Twitter or Cultural Student on Facebook. You can find all of our personal social media stuff over there as well. Um, hopefully, we've updated that by now, but you could find us over there. All right. Talk to you next time. See you.
The intro and break music is Please Listen Carefully by Jazir, available through the Creative Commons license from Free Music Archive. Please see our show notes for details on what the outgoing song is and who it is by. And also, as always, if you have a piece of music that you'd like us to play or consider playing, please contact us today. Like what you've heard? Want to continue to hear more? Please consider Patreon. What is Patreon, you ask? Patreon is a content creator support site, a way for people to support the things they love and allow creators to continue creating the content that they love. Please consider heading over to patreon.com slash gfmedia and becoming a Patreon supporter today.